A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Podcast. This is Rob DiCietro, the Dead Hitter. Hope everyone is having a wonderful start to the week. This is Monday, August 23rd, 2021. Um, almost the end of August. Pretty sad. Maybe time for apple picking. And then East Coast, who knows. Um, yeah, I'm here with my guy Todd Whitestone from SPStreamer.com. Make sure to check out Todd's free articles there every Monday and now Friday. He's pumping out some cool little uh, outlooks on the main event leagues on the NFBC and how things are shaking out. He gives who they picked in the first three rounds. Kind of gets some pretty cool look, as I mentioned later on in the podcast with Todd. Like, uh, really get a quick scan to see sometimes um, maybe if your first three picks didn't pan out, but you're still doing well. So it's either hitting on Fab or hitting on the last, the later part of the uh, your draft. Um, and we get into some of that as talk about some of our picks that have panned out at the end of this year um from the end rounds of this year's drafts uh so yeah baseball is winding down um you know it's time to really start digging in on some players that might be coming up from the minor leagues um so if you're a dynasty player who are you know is playing in the nfbc leagues or just playing in um any standard league you know um time to start you know, reading some, some prospect work, looking at some minor league numbers, see if maybe anyone might have the opportunity in playing time to shoot up into the majors and give you a spark. And um, rosters are going to be expanding to two guys, two extra guys. Uh, so it might give some clarity on some players or it might just make things even more messier. Uh, that's one thing that's yet to be seen, but we can definitely forecast and speculate on that. So... Um, that being said, um, yeah, let's get into the, uh, let's get into the episode with Todd. What's up, y'all? It's the Pro Hitter Podcast, Rob Pietro, the dead Pro Hitter. I'm here with Todd Whitestone. Todd, what's up today, pal? Not too much. Glad, glad to talk to you on a Monday, Rob. We're looking forward to this week. It's going to be a crucial week, I think. Crucial week, right? Yep. You got a lot of stake in this uh, this week. I mean, I feel like some of my teams last week just either crashed or really did what I needed to do. There was like no intermediary, you know, it was right. just like either they did nothing or they did lots of good stuff. So, well, minor, I think there's a couple that are sort of on the outside edge of being uh, in the money or in competition. And so, you know, if you fade in the next week or two, it's not going to be pretty. And, but if you make a surge, you could really be up there. So I, I feel like this is an important week for me. One of the things I love that I'm finding myself doing is like the ultra like uh, focus on just random things, you know, like, wow, I'm so invested in, you know, the Tigers, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. the 
who's going to play outfield in the Pirates outfield next, you know, um, <laughs> just 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 random things that, you know, you become so obsessed with because it might, you know, could, you know, it could be a spike in playing time. Like who's going to be the next guy? And, and, and it's just, oh, man, it's just, just really wild. You could just catch yourself every now and then. Like, why do I care so much about this one <laughs> little thing? <laughs> Well, that's what ends up happening. You make all these decisions and they may be logical at the time. And then all of a sudden you're looking up and you go, you need the uh, second stringer uh, shortstop for this team to come through or get some playing time. And it's kind of crazy, but it's kind of what makes it fun too. You know, I mean, it boils down to a one decision here and there. Right. It does. It does. It definitely does. It, it's, it's very anxious, like it's anxiety filled, but um, it, it, it's fun. It's definitely good. It, it's right. good stuff. I wouldn't trade right. it for, for a lot of things because uh, I could give myself anxiety about other things, but I'd yeah. rather be fantasy baseball. You know, well, just, uh, just make sure you're not obsessing about who the Rockies are going to play and you'll be ahead of the game. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've been doing that all year. You know, I've had my strange obsession with Daza for a while, and um, but I didn't jump into anybody else. I have, I have maybe a, I think a Connor Joe in OC, right. but um, you know, I I stopped. I, yeah, I, I have just, I have one place. I have Connor Joe, and that's it. But he's good. He seems like he's he's you know. But uh, I'm waiting for something. You know, something. Will happen. Well, they're batting him lead off, and he's doing pretty well. So which means they're probably going to put him seventh in a couple of days. Right. And then, I mean, Hilliard was playing and then all of a sudden yeah, there was a couple amazing. of righties and then there was no more Hilliard. And that was yeah, just he was like, just, he was just on the bench. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So spstreamer.com, um, your new article, six weeks to go. Uh, you've ramped up your activity lately, pumping in a Friday night article this week. Right. Kind of going over the leagues and the main event on the NFBC, um, the standings. Uh, it's cool. I, I think, um, I think I mentioned it last week, but the thing I enjoy most about recapping that is taking a look at everyone's three picks, you know, and, you know, there's just some teams that you look at them in first and you see like maybe 110, 115 points. And you look at maybe just two major injuries out of the first three picks. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's a reminder too, like how well you can do no matter if your top picks get, hurt or, and it's also a testament to see you know people just you know really maybe you know i haven't dove into every team but some teams i dove into is a wow that you know this guy nailed the back part of his draft because it's still on his team or wow this guy did a great job a sharp job you know fabbing throughout the year so you know you can get that injury bug but you can also just keep fighting keep grinding and definitely land the you know the the perfect fab guys to to help you out there yeah i mean I think the more important picks, I mean, I put the top three, but the more important picks are probably the players that did really well from, you know, rounds 10 to 20. Right. Um, You know, if you hit on those, that's more important than hitting even your second or third rounder. But yeah, I mean, these guys that are good can overcome even, you know, a couple of picks up top that don't really help them. Right. So, so I, I, I'm impressed with, it, with that, but I, I also think that it's hard to find a team that's completely unscathed, even with the first three picks. There are some, but it's hard to find them. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> um, even even if there's a even if it's still um, non-injury, it, it, it's still maybe a player like I see Castillo. He he's a guy that pops up as like. Um, a lot of the teams I'm looking at like have two good right. picks and then there's a 
then it's Castillo, you know, and even though it's not great, at least he's not hurt, right? You know, yeah, he um, pitched and he improved after the beginning, so he's not been a total washout at all, right? Um, but uh, you know, you have you have Kershaw, you have Yelich, you have uh, Trout, uh, Bauer, um, you know, Robert. All these guys were in the first three rounds. Um, yeah, and uh, it was hard to avoid the, the landmines completely. Robert's back and he just looks like an animal. Yeah, Robert's great, but I mean, he he did miss a good portion of the year for he a second, missed, yeah. second round pick, you know. Right, right. Even Absolutely. If the, even if the team held on to him, so yeah, I I think you got to just assume that one of those three picks is going to have a big problem and just right. know, try to, try to keep building your team with as much depth as possible. I look at, I'm looking at the draft board for our main event um, on March 20th that we did in New York city. And um, I mean, you know, uh, I took Jonathan India in the the 27th round and in the third week I was real close to benching, uh, to cutting him, you know, Um, very glad I didn't. I very glad I, I came through big way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My first, this is what you can't survive though, Rob, that league, my first three picks were Ronald Acuna were for, Great for half a year, mm-hmm. and then Clayton Kershaw, mm-hmm. and then Tyler Glasner, and that right. that's just too much uh, firepower to lose. Right, and even your fourth pick was Luke Voigt, and he hasn't played a lot, you know. So right. he he's been uh, you know helping lately, but yeah, half a year he really didn't do anything. So yeah, the seven pick was Yates. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty. It was a pretty ugly scene there. And in the twelfth round, you took a one hundred and forty hitter, Jared Kelnick. Kalnick, I took. I took Willie Castro, and you were gonna take him. And yeah, I know. <laughs> I should have let you have him. You should have let me have him, because then I wouldn't have had Yarbrough. Yeah, really, that was a bad move. So I mean, <laughs> the good news, the good news, Rob, for that was, I put all my bad picks, or turned out to be bad picks, in one league, or mostly in one league. I didn't. Right, that's a good thing. And that's better. I, last year, for example, in the short season. I had just enough bad ones on each team, which is not what you want. Right. You, know, you, you want to, yeah, you could get one team that's craters is not the end of the world, but you know, you don't want all, all your teams to be slightly hamstrung. Right. You know, and I'm looking at the back end of your draft, you know, Jazz Chisholm in the 30th, yeah. um, Willie Adamas in the 28th. So, you know, we, you had some nice hits at the end. That, and like you were saying, that's why I brought up the draft board because you mentioned about the, the later picks. But, you know, that's really how my team stayed afloat all year is, you know, with uh, Votto at the 21st round, Gross, yeah. uh, even J.P. Crawford in the 22nd round, Grossman yeah. in the 23rd, and um, like I said, India in the 27th. And then I would have uh, had a nice one in Cesar Valdez for those first eight saves. I'll still talk about that. <laughs> that I, I drafted him in the 29th round well, and know, then dropped him. He didn't last that much longer in retrospect, you know. I know, I know. But still, those eight saves, I wouldn't have had to, you Yeah, know. I know. He, 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 early on, he was great. But mm-hmm. um, it, I don't think your process wasn't bad because that was not – that just throwing change-up after change-up wasn't going to work for, you know, a long period of time. Right, right. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because I'm looking at my roster and I still have a, a lot of these guys. Very interesting. Yeah, right. 
it's, right. it's really uh and well, Luke Weaver anyway how I wanted to ask you so Jared Kelnick batting 140 how much of the 140 have you played all of it not all of it but okay. a lot a lot, a of, lot it of it because mm. I just felt like he was gonna turn it around and, and some of it early on he had terrible Babbitt luck mm-hmm. he, he was wasn't hitting the ball that poorly but he was just hitting it at players and then I think he got he got discouraged and he started changing his approach and yes I read the whole thing he got more upright he said his eyes were at a bad level he got hot for six days and everyone was like he's found himself and now he's back in the dumpster so yeah yeah I think uh you know it's just been a lost season for him but you know I I really feel like for a, a rookie the first week or two is really important not just for their own confidence, but also for the manager, right. you know, it's sort of like he gets, you know, they start to feel like, well, I'm a real big league player, you know, whether it could be lucky hits, it could, it might not even be fantastically batted balls, but uh, they start to feel like, Hey, I'm, I'm up here. I'm batting 280. And uh, I think that really makes a difference. And if you go over 22, that's really hard to uh, negotiate. Right. Absolutely. So let's get into some fab for the week. Um, yeah. 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 So uh, it's been an interesting week. I know the bids show us that the winning average winning bid went down again from nine fifty six last week, $9.56 to $7.77. Right. Um, and the average team spending about 12 bucks all the way right. around. So um, very interesting week. Um, did you have any high bids this week on anyone, or was it still low? Still low? No, now? not unless you count twenty dollars or something as a high bid. I mean, at this time of the year, it's pretty high. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, yeah, probably. The- I did win in our league. I won uh, Jake Myers for twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. So that yes, was uh, that was a big big score for a team that's way down in the dumpster. But um, yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I was bidding mostly lower numbers and, you know, uh, usually I had a big healthy waterfall and just was taking mostly who I w- could get. Um, yeah. It was a waterfall week for me too. I got yeah, right. I think that's what you got to do. You just, if you need a pitcher, you put in seven or something and you hope to get one of your higher picks. Right. Absolutely. Um, talk about the guy who has been on the most this week. So Jake Myers, yeah, I mean he's your boy. He's my boy in our league. Yeah, he's he's been he's been really, really, really a revelation. And with the injury to McCormick and with Tucker being out, um, looks like he might get some more uh, some decent run here. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I I think he can actually steal a few bases. He did it in the minors, and you know he's he's shown himself to be a relatively good hitter. And at this point, six weeks, I mean, who's to say anyone could be hot? Um, but yeah, I mean, you like a player batting in the Houston lineup and I think he's, he's in a good position to succeed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is too. And he's bringing everything to the table and a little power, some speed, um, you know, some average. So, uh, like you said, in that lineup, um, you might get some good run too. So yeah, it's definitely a good scoop. Um, right. right. For sure. I think he all around he he had some some pretty decent sized bid. Um, the highest one being forty one bucks. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think um I think in, in three weeks he might be a thumbs up guy. 
Okay, that's a good prediction. Let's let's see if that comes true. I, I, if he gets that PT, you know. If he gets the PT, which I I don't know why he wouldn't. I think McCormick is banged up, and you know I I don't think they have so many outfield options as they used to. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I like his chances. And then Michael Lorenzen. I mean, I wish I had kept track of all the uh, dollars spent on the Cincinnati bullpen over the year. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty sizable. You know, I think Todd Zola on one of the Rotowire pods was joking that uh, next year they're going to give two fabs, one for the Cincinnati bullpen and one for everybody else. Um, <laughs> which is, oh, I, man. I like that approach. But anyway, um, Lorenzen, yeah, he got the last couple. Uh, so he, maybe he has the upper hand now, but I'm not, I think it's, it's far from clear. I think they'll just, you know, mix and match completely. I'm not sure that you can get any one guy and get 80% of the saves. I don't think any one guy will get 80, but I think right now he's looking like the best bet to get them. Um, right, right. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll split with Given, but have a little more, I think. Um, I don't know. He's, it's, since August 1st in that bullpen, he's had the second highest uh, leverage after Sims and uh, the 10 innings, three saves, three holds. Um, so... And he's having given up a run, but his Sierra's at like about four eight, and his K minus walk is seven point seven. So yeah, he's yeah, still good. he's still putting the guys on, but his swing strike rate looks pretty healthy. Um, he's got the pretty wide arsenal of pitches, and um, you know, I think they kind of like him in that you know swing role. But I think I think his uh, I think his mentality, take the ball at the end of the game, is going to play well. But um, and I know I'll. Uh, your boss over there at SP Streamer, Michael Simeone, he's got to be happy about this. Yeah, yeah, this is his his baby is uh, Michael Lorenzen, so I think he'll he'll be happy. Uh, I see Givens getting uh, maybe forty percent of the share, but maybe I'm wrong. I think that they're just as likely to pick him as Lorenzen. If it's a tough batter in the seventh inning, they're going to bring Lorenzen in. Right, um, right. You know, but who knows? Who knows? And then this next guy, Seawald. I think it's in the same boat. They've got Seawald, they've got Steckenrider, uh, Castillo's hurt, but I think they could easily go to Middleton or somebody else crazy too. Um, Seattle is not really a, a one-closer town right now. No, it's definitely not a one-closer town, but um, I, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's a good scoop right here with Seawald, especially yeah, yeah. with Castillo getting hurt. Um, I know he was dropped last week in seven leagues, probably because of of that, you know, Castillo coming over and adding some extra cloudiness to it. Um, and Steckenrider has pitched well, too. He's, he, he's, had, he's had the pedigree um, as closer before. So it's there him, too. But they're yeah, they're another team that takes takes a takes a multi um, range approach to shutting down games. But um, even if you don't get all the saves, but Seawald, I mean, right. all his peripherals or through the wall, you know, yeah, so a good pitcher, which right. that's the kind of guy you like to have. If you're going to have a guy that's not getting all the save chances. You want a guy that's a good pitcher. And then he could be in a tie game and get the win. As I did think Seawall did the other day. Yeah, he did. He came in against the Astros, gave up a hit to make it bases loaded. And then he struck out the next three guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I was just watching. I was like, wow. <laughs> and, you know, like I saw him on the Mets and he wasn't disguised. You know, he, he was a journeyman pitcher who's now, you know, just 
I don't know, just fascinating. His his K K K K minus walk rate is just unbelievable. Uh, he's throwing ninety five from this, you know, crazy angle. Um, he's yeah. he's been fascinating to watch. I just I marvel that how you know well they you know were able to reshape him. They did it with Graveman. I mean, will they be able to do it with Matt Andreessy? They do it with Matt Andreessy. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> So everyone's gonna start going to Seattle. Yeah, really. Then, then, then we know we know they got some secret formula. Then absolutely, because that that's where the magic happens for sure. Yeah, I mean, with these relievers, also you got to remember they some of them just have one or two peak years, and I think the Mariners are getting those one or two peak years out of some of these guys. Right. So maybe they're unlocking something. I don't know, but maybe they're all just also just timing it right. I right mean, with Graveman, they they had a real star for a while, and I yep. think Wald and even Steckenrider has been pitching way better than he used to be. Yep, the Suwald. So Seawald on the year eight wins in forty two innings, two five seven ERA, point nine three whips, six saves. So it's just really, right. really K minus walk of thirty four percent. So he's just really, really fascinating. Even the strand rate is, is not, you know, not crazy high. Um, just really fascinating pitcher so far this year. So he definitely, he definitely won't hurt your team down there Absolutely. down the stretch for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's um, let's keep it in the uh, actually let's let's move on to the next guy on the list because uh, Mr. Nick Solak back to break everyone's hearts again. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think hot. about Solak? Did you have any? In the, he was hot in the minors, and I could see taking a chance if you needed a middle ah. infield. Okay, listen to me. Hear me out. I mean, he's going to be playing uh, for the Rangers. I, I didn't bid on him personally, but uh, I could see a situation where you would. No, I did. I won him. I'm just I'm I'm hesitant. <laughs> I'm hesitant well, myself. You're hesitant, even though you won him. I'm more yeah. optimistic, and I didn't win him. Um, but, but I only anyway, got him for four bucks, so I mean, I, I that's how reluctant I was to get on him. I, you know, I don't know. I, I just, it's weird because I read, I read an article in the Athletic saying um, it was uh, about him and Leody Tavares working through their problems in the minors, and Tavares was all about like how he was trying to hit the ball. You know, he was saying he was trying to pull everything where he had to get back uh-huh. to just being a hitter and let the power come. And so I had to ask him what was wrong. And he said, I forgot to, he goes, I stopped enjoying the, you know, the clubhouse. He goes, and once I just relax and, and, and start being one of the guys again, I think I'll, and I don't know, it was just strange. Like it, it didn't seem like he said his, his approach wasn't really off. It was just timing, but I mean, I don't know. I was looking at the minor league numbers and like, I know how Rotowire has, has the minor league batted ball stats, which is really pretty cool to look at. Right, and, right. Um, you know, he didn't hit the ball that hard in, in the minor leagues. He had like a hard, hard rate. They, they have three um, separate um, pitch strength rate, the hard rate, a medium and a soft, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not a stack cast measured. So even, you know, they even said like, it, it's not like, driven like stat cast but it's a, it's pretty you know decently um accurate you know stat and he had a like his 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 hard hit rate in the minors was just you know i don't know just very bad compared to the guys he was around you know and he just wasn't hitting it hard and i just feel like i don't know 
He had crazy bad luck in the minors. Uh, again, I'm hesitant. I got him because I just, uh, you know, I'm taking a chance that her sure. projections are right and that he came back and maybe he does find something different. You know, I had him in the beginning of the year uh, when he got off to a blistering start. It's just sometimes, you know, when you read something about the player and how they say they've changed and then sure, you kind of look and you kind of look at the numbers and you're like, well, nothing's really changed. You know, it's just like, it, you know, I guess we all create narratives in our head of what we think yeah. we're doing and especially baseball. Like, it's, uh, you know, sometimes he, I think they uh, batters explain things that maybe they don't even know they're doing or vice versa, you know. <laughs> So. Yeah, I know, I, but he, Rob, he did hit 268 in the shortened 2020 season and 293 in the full 2019. So, I mean, I think he's got some skills, whether he's can, you know, get out of this funk this year, I'm not sure, but I, I hope think so, it's Todd. not a bad gamble for six weeks again. And uh, he's sort of hot coming in, so maybe he's got a good outlook. And if he gets regular playing time, I think he could do a lot worse. I hope so. I, I, I really hope so. I really hope the pedigree and the guy we saw in May, which got him off to like a 300 start with, you know, eight homers is, is, is the guy, you know, but right. Uh, right. definitely, it's definitely worth, you know, slapping some money on and uh, trying to see if it comes to, I mean, he didn't know for a lot. I thought he was actually going to go for a lot more money than he did. Um, but, uh-huh. uh, you know, not too bad. Um, Ty is 34, right? Yeah, so. the high was 34, and some people got them for really cheap, down to $1. Right, right. See, that's why I'm surprised. I thought he was going to go for a little more than that. But uh, interesting. Let's go Nick Zolak. Uh, he got an extra game today um, on Monday from the rain out. Did he do anything today? Yeah, he got two hits, I think, today. Boom. So he, he he's a 400 hitter as far as I'm concerned. Boom. All right, all right. We'll take it. We'll take it. Let's talk about some um, double start pitchers that were pretty popular this week. Um, Eli Morgan and Mr. JT Brubaker. What's your thoughts on Morgan? He's got an interesting profile. Uh, he gives up a lot of fly balls. Um, right. And but they're not extremely loud foul balls. I was taking a look oh. at his, you know, his exit velocity on fly balls, and it's it, it's not terrible. Um, no. He seems like he's he's starting to you know piece it together. Um, you see Tristan McKenzie finding himself and Quantrill finding himself. It's pretty pretty cool what the Indians do over there. You know, I think it's yeah. like a pretty you know, um, I think it's a narrative that we pretty much run with, but it's 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 real. You know, they 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 got something going over there with their pitching. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should try to put together the Cleveland rotation and the Seattle bullpen. They might have something really solid, but yeah, I mean, Cleveland as long as police act's not a part of it. <laughs> okay. Um, but Morgan, uh, yeah, he's interesting. I, I didn't really bid on him very hard because of uh, the, the game he has against Boston. Boston, right. And I think even the next week where he has one start, that one start is against the Red Sox again. Mm. So two mm-hmm. of his next three starts against the Red Sox, I didn't really like that. So, uh, you know, when, you, when you're talking about a pickup with six weeks to go and two of the weeks are you're really not inclined to use that player, I'm not really in favor of that myself. But, sure, he, he's been pitching well, and he could keep it going. He has the one start against Texas, I think, tomorrow. Tomorrow, maybe. And Solak's going to take him deep. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe. 
<laughs> what do you think about JT Brubaker? Um, he's been getting hit pretty hard. Yeah. Getting, he's given up a ton of home runs. Um, but, you know, I don't know. He's still got some skills to me that scream like, you know, he's still a 15, you know, team uh, starting pitcher, you know? And even yeah. with the recent, you know, blowups, what do you think? I, w- I was out on him, you know, yeah. I mean, pitches for the Pirates. I don't think he's got much of a chance for a win. And he's he has been rocky, like you said. So I, I basically didn't even include him. Um, you know, he I think he he could get back sort of in the mix next year. But um, I wouldn't bet on him for a late season run. That's, that's my two cents. Interesting. Interesting. Aging it just because the. Uh, uh, the home runs uh, are just throwing yeah. you. Yeah, that's the biggest driver. Yeah, and I mean he's given him up in PNC, which is not exactly, you know, an easy place to hit a homer. Right, his home run for fly ball this year is twenty four percent. What's that? Say that again. His home run to fly ball is twenty four percent compared to last year's fourteen percent, which is I yeah. think pretty much close to average. Um, yeah, I think he's sort of in a bad. Bad funk. I'm not saying he's he's going to be forever terrible, but you know, I think yeah, maybe he needs the off season to sort of reset. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it's that far from being, um, you know, oh his his Sierra's at that four hundred three compared to his five four nine ERA, twelve percent swinging strike rate. I mean, not that bad. You know, the K minus walk is 17%. I don't know. I think in a 15 team league, I was surprised to see with that available still, especially uh-huh. since how pitching has been, you know, pretty, pretty wiped out. Um, but yeah, that, that is the other side of the coin. I mean, there aren't that many starting pitchers to even right. pick up. So, right. I actually just picked them up in my OC um, because I just needed like an influx of possibly 10 Ks. And, um, you know, I don't know. Just like, Needed that double start, and uh, sure, I, I started four closes for a lot of the year, and so um, now that I'm ahead in saves, I even like um, went ahead and dropped like Class A. Um, he was yeah. my fourth closer just because I have a I have a comfortable lead there, and I just I need some strikeouts and wins, and and hopefully right. hopefully right. that route works for me. But um, we'll see. Yeah. You know, got to take some chances every now and then. For sure. Yeah, you got to make some choices. I mean, we. We had Kenta Maeda, and, uh, you know, he's he was dinged up. He wasn't even on the IL when we made, did the fab, but we decided to drop him. Um, and, sure, he could have come back. He could have not – hadn't needed an IL stint and, and pitched well. But, you know, I think you got to make some choices. And uh, that with six weeks to go, we didn't like the situation. Right. Absolutely. Let's keep it on some pitchers here. Um what are your thoughts on Mitch White of the LA Dodgers? Um, I'm in favor because I got him in like four leagues. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, uh, but uh, but I'm not saying he's a he's a fantastic pitcher. I like that he pitches for the Dodgers. I like his matchups coming up. I think he's got the Rockies uh, at home in his next start, uh, so I do like that. Uh, but on the negative side, the Dodgers always could bump him from the rotation he'd probably be the first guy they'd want to bump um but they don't have that many candidates right now um i'm just hoping that he pitched well enough his last time that they want to keep him in there and see what they can get from him 
Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, he, even if he just proved to be a good, a good enough guy to get through five, five innings, you know, with uh, even if it's just like more marginal K numbers, uh, you know, you take it for a good chance at a win with the Dodgers for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a good run. Um, let's see here. Another picture that I wanted to bring up was uh, Miles Mikolas. Um, yeah, he's an interesting pitcher. I think at this time of the year too, it's like it's so it's so tough because like on one side you see the injuries this year and they just piled up and piled up and piled up. But he's also one of those guys who if he gets the ball, he's gonna pretty much throw you six innings. Uh, pretty, yeah, yeah. you know, every time he goes out there. Um, I was pretty. Um, I mean, in both of my leagues. Uh, I think he was taken in our league uh, a while ago, but in my second league, I really don't need pitching, but um, I had my eye on him for a while uh, for sure. He's always been like one of those pitchers that I kind of like um, if I have like uh, a lot of, you know, high K guys and he's just like a guy you sprinkle in and give you yeah, some yeah. solid innings and he just blends in well with the right staff, I guess. Exactly. You can use a, a Kyle Hendricks or a Michaelis once or twice uh, in the staffs for sure. Right. Um, and, and he does have a good out, uh, matchup with Pittsburgh, I think this week. So yeah, I'm not against him at all. I just think um, you can't, if you're, you're low on strikeouts, he's not going to help you. But other than that, I think he's a fine choice. Nice. Very nice. All right. Let's get back on to some couple of batters real quick. Um, Nicky Lopez. Uh <laughs> All year long, you know, he, he, he's playing pretty solid, but then he gets the bump up to the number two uh, spot in the lineup, um, start being even more aggressive than he was the whole right. year. Actually, the Royals in um, the Royals in general been super aggressive lately. Uh, he's a great, great article on Fangraph by uh, Nicholas um, Gout, um, I think is his last name. Okay. Um, okay. And it was pretty awesome. It was just like a a dive on some recent, um, you know, trends in speed, like overall team trends. And then it kind of correlates to uh, the rest of the season schedule um, against teams that, you know, uh, give up a lot of free passes. Um, so it was pretty cool. And he had some targets on, you know, like teams like um, Oakland and uh, the Royals who have been super aggressive lately um, on the base path. So it was right. interesting. It was a cool read, but um, yeah. So Nikki Lopez, you got Montessi coming back. Possibly. Um, so do you think Nicky Lopez is going to stay in the starting lineup? I think he will. Uh, I don't know what to think about what he's going to do there, but, um, you know, he he had 10 stolen bases and he hadn't really stolen much in the last, say, month or so before this past week. And then he, he came up with like eight steals in this week. Yeah. So I don't know. If, if this is a new thing that he, he's always been fast, but I was kind of frustrated because we had him on a team and he just wasn't running. He was right. playing, he was hitting fairly well, but he wasn't running. So we bailed too soon because that this was a week for the ages, you know? Um, but anyway, I don't know if he's going to continue and he's certainly not going to steal eight bases every week, but, um, but yeah, I think he, he has the ability to steal. And I think, I don't think Montes is going to take away his spot. I think they're going to play him in second. So I, yeah. I'd, I'd say it's a good pickup. People were bidding a lot, understandably so. Yeah, I think it was a pretty solid scoop. I mean, um, 
maybe it's just part of getting bumped up into that, you know, higher part of the lineup that he's just being super more aggressive too. And um, I don't know, I like to see it. He's, uh, you know, hit the ball on the ground a ton, actually 66% since, um, let's see, the last two weeks. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's got, he's just putting it on the ground, uh, using his speed to get on and stealing some bases. Uh, right, doesn't, right. doesn't strike out. Uh, yeah, just uh, a good old hit tool with some speed. It's kind of boring, but at this time of the year, no, uh, it could definitely, you could definitely trans, you know, transform your standings for uh, sure. a ton, a ton, especially well, if, if you're still stolen... like, even if he steals two or three bases a week, he's very helpful. Very that's helpful. a lot. Right. Right. That's a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Is there any other batters you kind of wanted to uh, touch on? I don't think so I don't think so. I think actually, people... I had a guy I want to ask you about Jesus sure. Sanchez on the Marlins. What's your thoughts on him? Jesus Sanchez. Yeah, I know you had him a couple of times early yeah. in the year, right? Uh, we have him on one main event league. We kind of held him through this uh, weird COVID layoff. And yeah. I do, I am kind of high on his prospects. Um, of course, he's a rookie, so we don't know if he's really going to come through, but he's got the talent. You know, I'm partnering with James uh, Anderson, and, and he's very strong on him, so... I think we are hopeful that he's going to actually contribute and the Marlins seem to be willing to play him every day in left field. So that's, that's half the battle sometimes. So, so I'm, I'm hopeful and I do do like his chances. If he's out there in a a league and some of the listeners are in um, seeing him as a free agent, I would certainly consider it. Yeah. He was, um, Probably like six or seven to my waterfall. I ended up getting him in our league. Um, okay. Uh, had to drop Larnack and, uh, you know, put in a bunch of outfielders and uh, other bats. And I landed him for two bucks. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like the rest of the season outlook for him on Steamer. It was uh, uh-huh. about five homers and 250 average. So, you know, about a homer per week, I'll take it. Um, not much sure. with speed, you know, but um, uh, not really what you're going for with Jesus Sanchez. But, yeah, I – was uh, just hoping to, you know, see if he can get hot, um, get back into the groove of things after that long layoff that, uh, that he had, because he seemed to be showing a lot in the earliest part of the season when he was healthy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's got some talent. Yep, that's for sure. All right. Um, we get into some standing stuff, or you want to go into your Coliseum? Let's go into well, I want to give it. I want to Oh, the wow bid. bid. The wow bid. I mean, we can't skip that. Can't skip that. What is so, happening? Oh, so Rob, this is this is crazy. I mean, we've we've sort of disagreed on some of the approaches for some of the bigger bits earlier this season, but this is three hundred eleven dollars for Alec Mills. Now, Alec Mills is a is a fine pitcher for what he does. He's a pitch to contact guy. He he throws some innings, doesn't get many strikeouts, but three hundred eleven dollars at this point of the season and his upcoming starters against the White Sox. So I, I'm, I'm a bit confused. <laughs> but he got rid of Ottavino. That's a good thing. Okay, okay. There was nobody else, I guess, to pick up. I don't know. I just was amazed. Uh, I think maybe this was a player that didn't, didn't uh, participate much during the year and had a lot of money left. I don't know. But well, he uh, is, that's, he's, that's, in fifth, he's in fifth place in his league. Let's take a look at his uh, – let's see maybe why he did his fifth place. Um, 93 and a half points, fourth place is 94, third place 102. So, um, a good eight and a half points away. 
Um, let's see. That's Case, not so Case, he's up 50 on the guy behind him with the guy in four in front of him, four away, and two away is 14 strikeouts away. So he's not a strikeout guy. So maybe, I don't know. Oh, we see that. But uh, wins. Let's see, wins. He's got 73, guy in front of him at 73, two behind him at 72, and at 71. So, um, again, the White Sox is not really a lock for the win. Um, and and, and, and pitching see. for the Cubs is not a good way to generally get wins. But Right, right. ERA, 4048, guy in front of him, 4032, guy in front of that, 3936. So, I don't know, maybe one spot um, if, you know, if he pitches – Great. And then whip is one, two, three, oh, to one, two, oh, four, one, one, nine, six. That's hard to move at this time of the year. I don't know. This is I mean, pretty if, fascinating. If, if it was a two start and they were two good matchups, I could see bidding fairly strongly, but even then I'm not sure I would advocate three eleven. Um, I mean, and plus I don't think you're likely to run into much competition. I mean, the, the opposing bid was $1. <laughs> So, uh, so I, he clearly didn't need to go that high, but I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I haven't made uh, stupid bids, but that's, uh, that's, I didn't want to gloss over that one. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> and then, so the, t- the, th- the three uh, bids over the three guys that were added for over hundred were Mills, Mondesi, who was available in two leagues and w- only one of them went over hundred. And then Steven Matz, uh, who was one, one, bidding winner went over 100 for 119 so that's um that's interesting that there's still a few players that command over 100 even at this late date um right and then the coliseum hey yes this is good news but this is good news the the main event owners are are coming back (laughs) three three out of four good ones except for poor edward olivares who I don't know if we can even blame Edward Olivares for this one. Why I mean, not? He, he's just, he's constantly in a car between Omaha and Kansas city. How are you going to get uh, good stats doing that? I don't even think he gets to play much at Omaha because he's traveling back and forth. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, so outside of Edward, you got Kyle Finnegan, your boy, who, who I, I know is a part of your, your, your personal family now. And then we got Tyler Clippard, who seems to have the, the Diamondbacks uh, save job, closer job, sort of knocked down for whatever that's worth. And he has gotten three saves over the last three weeks. And then Eloy, of course, that's not a surprise, but Eloy, who you picked up and uh, who's been hitting really well, of course. Um, so that's three out of four. That's Unbelievable. Pretty so Unbelievable. we're up to uh, 21% for the year. All right. Not still not reason for uh, you know a parade, but still uh, better than it was. No, let's have a parade. We need let's a parade. Have a... <laughs> okay. God damn it! We'll sponsor a parade. Yes. With all this crazy shit happening in the world. We need to have a parade. Let's right, celebrate right. life. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and did you know this? Uh, you know that Phil Dassault actually helped negotiate the the Dassault agreement. Oh, I mean. I'm surprised he hasn't helped negotiate, you know, the, you know, the forming of, 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 of everything that's a pyramid, let's just say. Maybe he's a, um, an alien that was really built the pyramid. I wouldn't maybe, be surprised. 
Yeah, one of the seven wonders he's responsible. Maybe that'll be in next week's uh, article. <laughs> anyway, so um, besides me having fun with Phil when, when he can't defend himself, which is really not fair, um, I, did, uh, I did give an update on um, you know, the, the top 20, which is uh, still led by Phil, but it's a little tighter, Rob, than it was before. Emmett Ruland is, uh, is pushing up. He's within 100. And Tyler Young is like 140 away. And then you got Alan Mitchell with two teams and uh, Brian Slack and a few other stars. Um, so, so it's not clearly not over, um, but uh, Phil still is in good shape with a team in first and fifth. Um, and uh, I think it'll, it's, it's just not going to be a runaway. It doesn't look like it right now. Um, and then I also presented the, the uh, top three for all the main event leagues and you're still leading the one that we drafted together. Um, so good luck to you. Uh, you're three points ahead as of this writing. And uh, we have the other leaders that a lot of the luminaries are up there. And, and uh, you know, a lot of one other thing, Rob, is that there's a lot of really good players that haven't cracked the leaderboard much, if at all. Um, this whole season. So that makes me think, you know, this really is a tough competition. It's not, you know, if you, if you get a few bad breaks, it's really hard to overcome. And so even the top three, there's some really good names, but then there's some other guys that just haven't, it hasn't clicked for them. I mean, Dave Potts, for example, he won the overall main event and he was third for a while in one league, but that's about as high as he's gotten. So, I mean, that's just an example, but there's a lot of people like that. Right, right. Yeah, I was going to mention um, Toby Beth of Crazy, um, yeah. who, who is, you know, very, very upfront and, and honest about his uh, his struggles for the beginning and middle of the year. But, you know, he's he's a grinder and he's a smart, really smart player. And, uh, you know, it's good to see his name pop up there. And to, yeah, he's third. To, yep, yep. He's third in his leagues right now, which is uh, his cashing position. And he's rising in his other two leagues. It's um, you know, it's just it's a testament of working hard and and having a good process and and having a good approach and never giving up. You know, just just really yeah. keeping at it. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, there's, absolutely. There's a lot of guys, and I think, you know, I'm seeing actually in doing this table, I sort of get a sense of it, and there's a little more movement than there has been before. Um, maybe not so much with the first place teams. But second and third is, is moving around a little bit more. Right. Um, and so as opposed to what I thought might happen, where it would be more, less and less activity, uh, there, is, there is a little bit of movement with six weeks to go. And I don't think anyone can feel completely comfortable, except there's a few leagues that somebody's way out in front. And, uh, you know, if you get a 20-plus point lead, that's a little different matter. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think it's just like you said, a little the leaderboard is flooded with uh, you know great players and made some great players that are not popping in there. Um, you know, I think we always mention like Mark Haribo. He's you know quietly having you know a good year again. Um, and you know, I'm rooting for uh, my tag team partner Jenny Butler. She's in first in her league by two points. I'm hoping she 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 holds that out for a win. And um, also. Um, Christopher Torres, um, he's on Twitter. 
He's a he's a good 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 boy. He's uh smart. He hopped into his first main this year that he won from a qualifying, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, he's you know he's got a half a point up on Brian Slack. He's admitted that it won't be the easiest thing to close out, but it's good to see um you know like like myself last year um you know people taking the step to you know uh, play in this in the main event and you know it's great to see the feedback too that he's given um it just saying how it's been a great experience for him and you know um that he's he put himself in a, a great spot to you know to win win some money this year and prove uh himself more importantly yep. like yep. that that Teddy can play at you know at this level and I just um I just had anyone just um if you feel confident in in your abilities and you put a lot of time anyway into fantasy baseball like you know just uh if you're if you're financially able or you find a partner or maybe you approach anyone you know on these little boards if, if they want to play or you know just uh just try just get into it you know or maybe play the qualifiers like a lot of people did to get into the main event and um you know you get a free ticket out of uh i think 150 dollar entry so um it's a lot you of know. fun. It's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, a couple of the names to shout out: Dalton Del Don from Yahoo, and yes. Lawrence, Lawrence Schechter, who's like perennially up there. And he, I just happened to notice he he was lower down the standings in most of his leagues uh, in the middle of the season, but he's worked his way up, and he's now leading two of the leagues. Wow! So you know he's really good, and Stephen Jabinka, another solid player that's second in a couple of spots so yeah i mean there's any number of good guys and i just think it's uh just fun to compete against some of the best players around yeah yeah exactly like um my second main event um you know paul sporer and brent grooms are, are still out in first and second but we have i'm in fifth and i have 104 points and i'm 86 overall and i'm yeah sure so far you know i feel like i'm so far from third i'm six points from third but it's still like a, a, what a really like really super top five it's just been awesome you know it's just very very competitive and the two guys out in front have been there and then three four five and even six has just been interchanged with you know yep. Plus, there was still a couple of weeks where you got like a plus nine. You know, I'm still fascinated to see that. Um, you know, at this point of the done. year, it can be done. No, yeah. it really can. It, it's, it's it's not even one of my draft champions league. This guy um had plus thirteen points last week, and it's just like, whoa! You know, how did you pull yeah, that right. off? You know, so right. all of a sudden you're close in a number of categories, and then you have a hot week on top of it, and right, and it just you can the get old... a lot of points. You can get a yep. lot of points. So yeah, you you Absolutely. never know uh, what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm going to be interested in following this and each of the leagues. And I wish everybody that's involved good luck. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's only five more fab periods left. Yeah, this is it. It's winding down, Todd. Yep. But yep. before we completely wind down, we're getting to get into some, uh, into some would you rather with Todd. Oh, yeah, this is great. You know, now, I had some good feedback on this. And uh, I think I'll... <laughs> I think a lot of people appreciated you telling your stories too. They said it should be dubbed story time with uncle Todd. And I, I think that's a great segment, right? There. <laughs> story time with Todd or, or, or would you rather with Rob? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm ready to go. I have some great ones for you today. Okay. Just picked out. So all uh, right, here we go. Would you rather have no eyebrows or an extra finger? 
Oh, let's see. Well, I remember Mordecai three finger Brown pitched very well with just three fingers, but <laughs> I, I would say uh, I'll go with the extra finger because maybe I could have been a pitcher. Wow. Wow. It's interesting. All right. What do you think? I, I think you could, you can come up with some unusual grips for the baseball. I think you can come up with um, some unusual things for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yeah, okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. We're going okay. with the extra finger. All right. Next one. Would you rather pull a tooth with a pair of pliers or brand yourself with a cattle prod? Oh, oh that's rough. <laughs> that's a good one. Now, now wait. Before I answer this important question, um, are you gonna? We're gonna invite a guest on. I, I don't want to like hog all this, all these good. Oh, choices. don't worry. I got like four decks. Okay, okay, but but we got to invite a guest on because I, I want to hear somebody else answer these too. I am um, going to actually. Um, I'm gonna for my off season pods. I'm gonna try to write my own. You know, like baseball related. You know. You know, baseball related what? Fantasy baseball related would you rather's, you know? Oh, I see, I see. I yeah, see. yeah, yeah. I'm going to write some okay. of my own. Would and, you rather roster uh, Pablo Sandoval or... Right, or, right. Okay, I got you. Yeah, um, something like that. All right. Uh, for this one, I would say if I could be near water, like a lake, I would go with the brand so I could run directly... Are you going to get the SP Streamer logo branded on you? <laughs> yeah, I'll get SP Streamer for uh, Michael, and then I'll I'll run into the lake so I'm not uh, not hurt badly while it's still burning my skin. Just jump uh, into the Hudson. You're right there. The Hudson, yeah. Then that'll be the end of me and the brand. Um, <laughs> I want a disgusting right there. Oh, yeah, that's God. really bad. That's it's really, really bad. bad. <laughs> oh man that was a good one all right Todd you know what you're doing good with these I, I, I enjoy this this is fun some well, really good stuff it's working for you buddy yeah. it, <laughs> it is it is it's fun it's giving me a lot of laughter and I think it's fine it's good it's good to break it up I forgot to do it early in the show we all about our baseball no talk but, no uh, um, I have to ask you some Yankee questions go ahead what's going what what What's going on with Chapman? Is he going to get some saves this week or what? Or at least a chance to save a game? This week. Um, this week is a little dicier, but I would say, uh, knowing Boone, I would say yes. If they have an opportunity, I think he's going to swing Chapman in there. Um, I'm not sure he would get all the opportunities this week, but I think he would get one, at least one, because That's they're trying to rehabilitate him and they're trying to get him – that's what they want their situation to be as opposed right. to some other teams that kind of don't care whether it's guy one or guy two, they want Chapman to be the guy. Well, so then he should would, be the, yeah, he so should be the guy. That's the difference. But I mean, I think I'm not going to say he, if they get three chances, he's going to get three. He's, he might get one or two at most. All right. I'll take two, one chance out of three. I'm not going for Then I'm going to have to call boom myself. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to talk to my Italian guys on the team. So you're, asking, you're asking this question for a friend, not, not for yourself personally. This is for me. God damn it. <laughs> I have leagues on the line, Todd. Okay, okay. I just want to I started that. him anyway this week. I mean, I think he's going to have to, you know, get, get an opportunity. Well, listen, they have to pitch him. They can't just let him sit in the bullpen. They have to find out if he's 
if he can handle it. So right. he's going to get a chance. He's going to get a chance this week, uh, unless they All absolutely, right. unless they have no short leads. Um, but yeah, I think I think clearly uh, they're going to give him a shot. All right, um, Yankees are going to win the wild card out easily, or what? Uh, I don't think the division is out of play, buddy. Easy. Yeah, well, Tampa's like four games up, but, um, <laughs> but I think they're in good shape for the wild card. Yes, I mean, I think they're yeah. just barely ahead of Oakland and Boston, and uh, you know, I think they're rolling now, and they can sort of ride that for another couple of weeks and maybe get a little bit of a cushion going to uh, the last part of September. Do you think the Blue Jays not making the playoffs is a big failure this year? Um. I don't know about big failure, but I do think that they missed an opportunity. Let me put it right. that way. They right. So many games with their bullpen. They didn't really do much at the trade deadline. And I don't know right. what you think, but, you know, getting Brad Hand didn't impress me particularly. Right. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think they have a really good young core, and I think they could have gone for it more than they did. Yes. It, it, it's funny. I noted, I noticed some, uh, some MVP talk, you know, in the, uh, in the Twitter world. And, um, you know, it, uh, everyone was talking about Otani and Vlad and, you know, um, it's funny how some people were making comments like, yeah, but the angels aren't a playoff team, <laughs> it's like, but, the, <laughs> but the blue Jays aren't either. Yeah. I don't really, comment on stuff like that. But it's just, really, yeah. just going to waste my time arguing with people. No, don't argue with that. Don't argue with that. But no, no, no. Yeah. There's a lot I, of things. I there. mean, I do feel a little bad for Vlad because he, he had a great year, Yep. but there's no way. I mean, Otani's what he's done is just unprecedented. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The stud, the stud. Yeah. yeah. I heard someone, I don't know if it was on a podcast. I think it was maybe on a on, on Maddie Woods Babcast. Um, I don't know, but the question was, would you rather have right now going forward, if you had to pick one, would you rather have Otani or Trout? You mean like like in the begin starting in the beginning of next season? Yeah, if the, if you had to pick one to be on your team. Which is a good question because I don't think they have the money to lock up long term both of them. Right. Um, so if it was, I, I mean, Trout's sort of the face of their franchise, but if you can put that aside, I think Otani's more valuable in terms right. of number one, selling tickets, which Trout, I mean, Trout, as great as he is, has never been that kind of player. And uh, number two, I just think value to the wins and losses. I mean, they're both great. I'm not trying to put Trout down. Yeah, how can you, how can you do that? But I would say, I would say, if I could just make a choice myself, Otani, you know. Yeah, I think that's the right choice. I mean, it's it's tough because Trout, I think, still has many good years left. One more question for you, Todd. Yes, sir. Was Derek Jeter overrated? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the game with my son, 1996. Uh, where he hit the ball that uh, Jeffrey Mayer pulled into the stands. Oh, man, you were there for that? We were in the um, – so this is, I guess, story time with Todd, right? This so, is story time with Todd. This so is what they want. This is the 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 old Yankee Stadium, mezzanine. We were mm -hmm. like about 10 rows back in, in right field where the ball was hit towards. And, of course, you can't look down 
you couldn't see the edge of the fence, right? So we could not, we did not see a view of the play. We just saw the ball sailing towards the seats and then, you know, we lost it. And then mayhem was ensuing and Jeter is rounding the bases. Wow. And, and Tony Tarasco is yelling at the umpire and it's, it's, everybody's going crazy. And uh, we didn't know what happened until we got home and saw the replay. You know, that at that time, none of the stadiums would show a replay of a controversial play. Right, um, right. It was like uh, they would because they didn't want to, quote, rile the crowd up. So anyway, we never saw it till, till later. Um, so that was one part of it. And then uh, you, you don't probably remember this exactly because you're not a big Yankee fan like me. But um, three innings later, it's a tie game. And uh, Bernie Williams comes up against Randy Myers, who was one of the best relievers. Yes, yeah. The Orioles at the time, but he's a left-handed pitcher. And Bernie was, at that time, especially great against lefties. He was a fantastic right-handed batter, which he didn't really get to to hit against too much because they would always bring in a righty, you know, or and most of the starters were righties anyway. So I turn to my son. It's the 12th inning, and maybe he's the first batter of the 12th, bottom of the 12th. And I said, he's going to hit a home run. And about two pitches later, he hits it over to the fence. And I was the loudest I ever was at any stadium when they won that game. I mean, it was just, remember, the Yankees hadn't won a world championship since uh, 1978. And this was 1996. So um, it was just crazy, crazy at the stadium at that point. So that was a great game. I'll never forget it. And no, Jeter, he made, he was clutch, Rob. Yeah, I know. I'm just not doing it. Was he the greatest defensive player? No. Was he, you know, a great power hitter? No. But, you know, when you needed to hit, even like in the ninth inning, you were down one, he would lead off and get a single. And you might say, well, that's not a great hit. But, you know, for a lot of players, they don't do stuff like that. Most important thing, he showed up and and he gave everything. He showed up and he and he gave but, everything and he's a you know that's 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 what a true leader is you know that's what they do. Class guy, he's a class guy. He never never did anything to anyone. I don't care what people want to tell you about what he did to A Rod and all this stuff, which he never really did, you know. So I don't anyway. know anything about that. But yeah, I know yeah. the best game I've ever best Yankee game I was was in '93, um, the ALDS versus the Mariners, uh, game two, and Jamie Lairer to the walk off homer in the fifteenth inning. And I was I was um, I was twelve, wow. I was twelve at the time, and um, I just remember like what what an awesome time it was to be out late first of all, you know, and like <laughs> from school, you know, it's like that was the biggest thing, you know, right. it was just to be out late. But just uh, I never experienced a stadium shake shake like that before, and I'm not mistaken, that was Mattingly's first playoff series. It could have been because he he yeah he never got into one until late right. in his career. Yeah, that was, I believe, you know, because I remember the Donnie baseball chants. And uh, again, like, you don't have to be a Yankee fan to enjoy that. You know, you no. can be a true baseball fan or sports fan to yeah. that that energy. You know, it was, it was something I always marveled at, you know, the the real loudness and energy at Yankee Stadium, for sure. Like, that's why when I was watching the Field of Dreams game, it's like, it's cool because it was, you know, it was awesome and had that the nice Iowa cornfield with Langston, you're right. relaxing, but I was like, you just hear it and you just hear the crowd. Just It was almost like last year, you know, when they played that fake noise. 
Oh you know, yeah, like it was so low. It was, and and I was like, they should have, they should have bust in, you know, a thousand New Yorkers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, right, to, right. just to get it like you know amped up a little bit. But I guess that was right, the whole. And the old stadium, you know, it was right. Guys were right on the field practically. It was, you know, literally shaking. It was literally shaking that night we were there. I mean, it's just something that you just don't experience that many times in life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Todd. Um, hope you have a fantastic week and uh, you good luck, you. Rob. Good luck hope with it. all your leagues and uh, hope all the listeners do well also. Right. All right, Todd. See thank you, you later. Bye. Folks, once again, thank you for tuning in to the Poor Hitter podcast. This is Rob DiPietro. You can find me on Twitter at Dead Poor Hitter. Thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks for everyone who gave a shout out on Twitter or sending me DMs um, about good work and um, just talking baseball. Um, I welcome all DMs on Twitter if you guys want to talk about some, you know, add drops, player start sets, um, more than open to chatting. Um, yeah. Thanks for the support. Really means a lot. And uh, yeah, hope everyone is doing well um, and staying safe out there. Um, and, you know, life is short, guys, so, and girls, and if you um, think if, if you admire somebody, um, go ahead and tell them, you know, because, uh, a lot of times, um, people don't get the flowers while they could still, uh, smell them, you know, if you know what I mean, so, uh, you know, take the time out to reach out to people maybe that you haven't spoken to in a while, and, um, maybe you could bring a smile to someone today, whatever you gotta do to... Spread some positivity, spread some love. It's not it's not easy all the time, you know, so much negativity hanging around us, so um but you know, just rise above it and uh conquer all that garbage. Alright y'all, stay safe, don't be a bag of shit. Peace.